This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Good morning, everybody. I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's legit Groundhog Day. It's uh, it's my life. We should have opened the show with "I Got You, Babe." Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, doing good. Um, just uh, get ready for a new uh, fun adventure this morning uh, with everybody, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you you just came off of your weekend. You look well rested. Obviously back at it today. But uh, you know what? Weekends mm-hmm. are such a great time to uh, recharge your batteries and you know just just get ready to uh, experience, as you mentioned, Groundhog Day. Yeah. And when it sucked yesterday, I felt like crap. I had that pounding headache during the show yesterday, and it didn't seem to ever let me go. Yesterday, I tried to nap and. But uh, today so I feel much. good so far. Good. So that's good. good. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, you like going to the gym. Have you ever felt that you were being spied on or watched while you were in the locker room? No. No, only because there's uh, uh, there's there's no like locker room per se, like where you go change at my gym. You just kind of – there's a bathroom you can go in and change. But uh, – but no, gotcha. I never felt that. So you don't, it's just a walk-in bathroom. It's, you know, there's no showers yeah. or anything there's, along there, those lines. There is a shower in there, but it's private. Like, there's actually a door you can lock behind you, so. Okay, all right. Um, at my place, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> maybe back in junior high when we used to get ready for a PE class, like, there's always, you know, curious boys looking around, stuff like that. But. <laughs> well, luckily, this didn't happen to you a man was taken into custody excuse me wow wow it's man, not even wednesday yet i know i know it's right off the top of the bat let's go ahead and this reverse so that <laughs> try that again all right <laughs> take two and action a man was taken into custody saturday after he fell from the ceiling into the women's locker room at a north stafford <laughs> fitness center police Uh-oh, is this an 80s movie right police <laughs> al- porkies <laughs> Police alleged that a man was secretly looking at women when he fell about 10 feet from the ceiling onto a, uh, onto a woman in the locker room. Holy oh, cow. Oh, no. The woman had minor injuries, 
but was not transferred for further medical attention after being checked out by the rescue workers. The suspect, who was a member of the gym, at least as of Saturday, was cornered outside the locker room by other patrons who heard the commotion. He was held at bay until deputies arrived and began an investigation. Kimmett said Brian Anthony Joe, 41, of Woodbridge, was charged thus far with burglary, three counts of peeping or spying into a building, and vandalism. So, uh... Don't be a peeping Tom. Don't don't uh, be a fervent. <laughs> don't be climbing in, in the ceilings or through the air ducts <laughs> or anything along those lines. It's it's weird. It's creepy. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, it pic- I pictured Stifler <clears throat> during that. I pictured him like above there going, oh, like American Pie Five, Stifler in the gym. <laughs> well, oh, Jim, check this out. Well, that's a movie, This Is Real Life, and unfortunately, things like that actually happen. It's so strange that... Uh, it is strange. I, especially the poor girl got landed on. Ouch. I know, I know. Do you imagine you get ready for the gym? Wham! There's just some pervert just staring at you. Like, he squishes you. So. Moral of the story is, folks, don't be spying on people uh, in the walls, don't ceilings. A, don't or be a ferv. Exactly. Well, folks, it is... Tuesday, and we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It is Taco Tuesday! It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Tragic Movie Star Deaths. Our call-in topic today is On the Cheap. What products do you not want to buy on the cheap? We have a segment called Brotherly and Sisterly Love. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you were a peeping Tom and fell through the ceiling. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is February 2nd, and this is your Filippo Fast Five. All right. It is six more weeks of winter as, uh, I can't say his first name. So Puxatani. Just the groundhog. Okay, there you go. It's a tough one. He sees the shadow, so six more weeks of winter. Disappointed! Yeah, we have winter on its way this week. Right now, it looks sunny out there. (laughs) The highly decorated writer and producer for The Simpsons, Mark Wilmore, has passed away at the age of 57 following complications from COVID-19. Bummer. This second half of, yeah, it's a lot of the writers and stuff have been passing away on that show. 
The second half of the Fear the Walking Dead sixth season will begin airing on AMC on Sunday, April 11th. And when the show returns, there will be three new additions to the cast. Joining the show are Keith Carradine, Nick Stahl, and John Glover. Uh, I remember John Glover from Gremlins 2. So and Nick Stahl was John Connor. Yeah, John Connor and John Glover coming to Walking Dead. Details on their characters have not been revealed. Marilyn Manson is immediately dropped by his music label following disturbing abuse allegations. Ruh-roh. Yep. Top Gun 2 Maverick won't be delayed again or go straight to streaming. So no matter what, Maverick will be taken off. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so that's good news. And Boston Red Sox Dustin Pedrora, Pedora announces his retirement from the MLB. So he ends his career and calls it a day. So that's your Filippo Fast Five. I just got to slide that out of the way because I also had birthdays on there for later. Um, but sticking with baseball, um, MLB The Show 21 was announced for the Xbox and PlayStation yesterday. Why this is a big news is this is a Sony first-party game, and it's making a leap to the Xbox. So this is the first time it's going to be on two systems. Um, MLB Show 21 is the latest installment of what was the PlayStation exclusive baseball series um, developed by San Diego Studios. Um, It launches April 20th. It'll be available across both generations with PS4, Xbox One versions retailing at $59.99 and next-gen versions uh, at $69.99. The advent of the new platform for the game means cross-platform play and cross-progression has been introduced meaning MLB The Show 21 players can carry progression between both PlayStation and Xbox platforms, as well as play multiplayer with all players on both consoles. So that's pretty cool seeing as, like, Christian's a PlayStation guy. I'm an Xbox guy, so that's something we can play. Exactly, we can play online. Exactly. Now That's how gaming should be. That's pretty dang sweet. How is the show? I've never played it before. A fantastic baseball game. It's, uh... It's been the only baseball game because the MLB doesn't put out too many games other than the really chintzy like RBI baseball, which is really low budget, just arcade simulation where this is more in depth, like actual fun baseball. You could start your career off as a rookie and then it takes you through the farm leagues. The graphics are fantastic. The mechanics are great. Um, Really love the PlayStation ones, but Stoked for it to be on the Xbox. And then what's really cool, too, is something I never thought I'd see. And no, it's not a Colorado Rocky on the cover because that'll never happen. <laughs> but uh, there's actually a San Diego Padre on there. So uh, they're, uh, it's uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is the uh, cover guy. So just really cool news. I, I was hoping the Switch would get a copy of that. That'd be a lot of fun on the Switch, take it on the go. Exactly. Um, I'm waiting for a new NFL 2K game. You know, the Madden games are fun enough, but uh, the 2K were just awesome. And, you know, they keep rumoring, uh, rumoring, like that's even a word. Yeah, Uh, well, there's there's, rumors that uh, they're going to release one, but uh, still haven't seen one yet. No, I haven't seen one yet either, because that's the thing. There's like... The bad thing is sometimes uh, these companies get the exclusive license, so they, of course, are going to be the only game in town. That's why Madden's the same every year. It doesn't matter which one you pick up. Right. Um, I usually been picking them up on Black Friday on the cheap, and 
it's not a whole lot of difference. Like this last year, they added NCAA teams, which was pretty cool. So like for our friends in Nebraska, they got to play as their Huskers, which was really cool. That's kind of But I'm with you, man. Those 2K ones were just sweet. Yeah, they were. All right, so on from fun video game sporty news to kind of, well, it's sad regardless how you want to put it. But uh, yesterday, uh, Say by the Bell star Dustin Diamond passed away um, at age 44 um, due to cancer. He had stage four lung cancer, and he had been just kind of in our uh, blips of our you know, Filippo Fast Fives on here, like, oh, he's just, he's hospitalized and he's stuff. Well, unfortunately, yesterday at age 44, he passed. And it's just weird because that's from our childhood, you know, it's not too far from our ages. And, you know, it's uh, it's always a sad thing. And he just began chemotherapy um, on January 21st. And that thing rapidly just came and got him. That was, that was yeah, it's, it's always sad, you know, all the stories you hear about him, at least in recent memory, have not been great. You know, he doesn't sound like he was the greatest of guys, but at the same time, I just would not wish this on anybody, you know, especially with as rapid as it took over. You know, it was, what, two weeks ago that we just reported it, and now he's unfortunately passed away. Yeah, and this also kind of opens your eyes. That, like, even with, uh, you go back to Eddie Van Halen, I'm not comparing the two, but what I'm comparing the two in the sense of, you know, they had beef with their former partners or whatever. And, and that's, like, in life, it's, it's, it's good to squash those things, you know, because you don't know when somebody's going to go. And, you know, Mario, I mean, they, they had Mario Lopez uh, tweeted, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Mark Paul Gosler and Elizabeth Berkeley all throughout comments and Lark Voorhees. And um, and I'm not knocking any of the Saved by the Bell characters because, you know, I'm a fan of this of the show and stuff. But you can tell Mark Paul and him, they haven't talked forever. So theirs didn't seem as genuine, I guess. Okay. Like Mario Lopez's did, and so did Lark Voorhees. But nonetheless, you know, always a sad thing. And uh, I know they were working to get him on the uh, Saved by the Bell reboot season two. Which, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll honor him in some way. Exactly. But, yeah. So that's the sad news. Let's move on to actually just entertaining news. That's not so entertaining. It's just sad. We report the sad sometime. Um, Netflix Sonic Prime, Sonic the Hedgehog animated series is confirmed for 2022 on Netflix. Uh, the animated adventure will consist of 24 episodes, which will follow Sonic on high octane adventures where the fate of strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands. While that might sound like a familiar premise, Netflix notes that the series is more than a race to save the universe and the blue bur- blue blur, say that like three times fast. Ultimately, finds himself on a journey of self-discovery and redemption. Sonic Prime will collaborate between Sega and Wild Brain Studio as the two companies are jointly handling the production, distribution, and licensing of the series, alongside Ben 10 creators of Man Action Entertainment, who will serve as showrunners and executive producers. So, um, if you're fans of Sonic, this is another one uh, we talked about. Uh, Just a couple uh, days ago. Yeah, there's uh, the animated uh, Kong versus Godzilla and uh, all kinds of uh, video game properties headed over to Netflix, which 
Good for them, man. They got to compete with uh, Disney Plus, HBO Max, and everybody else out there. So it's now, good to have new original content coming out. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a couple days ago that the longtime voice actor for Sonic is no longer doing it. Are we going to see Ben Schwartz do it? Uh, he was the voice of Sonic in the live-action movie. He does a lot of voiceover work. He does uh, Huey or Dewey. Or Louie. He's uh, one of them. He's one there. of them. <laughs> he'll be free from that because that's coming to an end. Exactly. It doesn't say the, who's going to be voicing Sonic. Okay. I think he did it a just, great job. like the rest of the article goes into how much they were Sonic the Hedgehog video game fans and stuff like that. Is he going to be eating chili dogs? Probably. Okay. Hey, that would be cool, though, I guess, you know, if you had it. If he had to be the new voice, at least it's one you're used to hearing from the movies. Exactly. So that's good. I know you'd be a fan of this, and, and it's... Uh, it's uh, for a new upcoming Paramount Plus, which, of course, was CBS All Access. Uh, Dr. Frazier Crane may be returning in our Frasier revival series on Paramount Plus. Interesting. Um, it's set to replace... Oh, yeah, we just said that. Uh, Kelsey Grammer will reprise his iconic role after years of rumors about such a project. Grammer originated the character in Cheers and then went to start off in the spinoff series, which saw Dr. Crane return to the Seattle... And the show ran over 11 seasons from 93 to 2004, won numerous awards. Um, not sure where the show is going to take place from. Obviously be more modern, but uh, Paramount Plus is looking to bring it back. Your thoughts, because I know you are a Frasier fan. Yeah, in fact, uh, we're going through the series now. It was so well written, so funny, but a lot of it is based on the uh, what would you call it, supporting cast. And so his brother Niles, Daphne, his dad Martin, Roz, you know, they're some of the funniest parts of the show. Obviously, the actor who played Martin, he's passed away. Uh, but as long as they can get those other characters back and they get uh, some of the original writing staff, or at least the, the feel of the original back, uh, I'd be okay with it. I'm not big on the reboots, but uh, in this case, I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, and I think if shows come back, if they're just limited runs, that's probably better. Not like uh, Fuller House where they run like four or five seasons. It's like, okay, you know, it was cool to come back just kind of, oh, it's nostalgic. That was fun. I see where they're at today. I'm good. Exactly. You know, yeah. that, that, that's kind of all you need. Um, what is really cool that I saw that was announced yesterday was Black Panther Kingdom of Wakanda spinoff series is coming to Disney+. Plus. So it's going to tie in with uh, Black Panther and Black Panther 2 as director Ryan Coogler is attached to the Wakanda series. It's a part of a five-year deal between his proximity media company and Disney. Coogler re released a statement saying in part, it's an honor to be partnering with Walt Disney Company. Working with them on Black Panther was a dream come true. An avid consumer's television, we couldn't be happy to be launching our television business with Bob Iger, Dana Walden, and all the amazing people under the disney umbrella so uh while details are scarce on this obviously because chadwick boseman died this is actually a fantastic idea to transition from black panther one to two and just kind of fill in the gaps there so exactly um yeah i think this is gonna be good doesn't say uh when the show is going to start but it does it's gonna focus on all the characters in the movie versus um in one individual one so gotcha. uh we will see how that goes we'll keep you posted as news comes out but it was just announced there's not a whole lot behind it so 
Well, and based on the way but, that uh, WandaVision is going, give me Marvel television all day long. It, oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so much fun. I rewatched uh, WandaVision last night, uh, the latest episode. Oh, so dang good. After watching the Easter egg videos on YouTube, then going back and watching it and actually seeing them pop up as you're watching it, you're like, oh, cool. Like when he did the card trick, I didn't catch it the first time. Yep. But I caught it the second time. Like, <laughs> oh, man, you learned that from Scott Lang. That's crazy. But I digress, and we've got enough time for – there's only three birthdays, but I want to throw, since this is Super Bowl week, I want to throw you guys one random daily Super Bowl fact. All right. I just, like it. Just leading into Super Bowl week. It's going to be a short term four-day thing. But today's Super Bowl fact is a total of 12 teams have never won a Super Bowl. That list includes the Browns, Lions, Jaguars, Texans, Chargers, Titans, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons, Bengals, Bills, and Vikings. Of that group, the Browns, Lions, Jaguars, and Texans have never made it to the big game in their entire existence. Wow. That's your San Filippo Super Bowl fact of the day. <laughs> now we roll into the very small birthday list. It's my Oh, this Colombian singer who's 2006 told everybody her hips don't lie. She was wherever, whenever. Shakira, Shakira is 43. She's a pretty lady. Also, this guy, his name's Dwayne Chapman. He's also known as Dog the Bounty Hunter, and he's tracked down a lot of people for eight seasons, and he's from Denver, Colorado. He's 67 and rocking a mad mullet. Supermodel who spent 25 years as the face of CoverGirl Cosmetics, married Billy Joel, and she was Clark Griswold's dream in a red Corvette, Christy Brinkley, 66. That's your celebrity birthdays for February 2nd, and that's your entertainment news. Well, folks, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back this Tuesday, we've got Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, you can get a hold of me on social at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now it is Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we like to uh, take a look at animals with Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of animals from the rural kill shelters, for lack of a better term, into the more metro area where they work with local shelters and uh, rescue groups to find them new homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. 
And without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey brays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. I like your little uh, jaunt, your little dance there, Tone. It was uh, quite entertaining. And that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our first story of Animal Tales. So a fisher cat attacked a dog in the backyard of a home in Centerville, Massachusetts on Wednesday night, leaving the canine severely hurt but alive, according to the owner. The puppy, aptly named Lucky, was grabbed by the neck and dragged by the fisher cat to a neighbor's yard nearby. The owner, Kim McAllister, has an electric fence around her yard and believes the shock administered led the animal to drop the dog. Lucky needs surgery to recover from his wounds, but has made it home and is recovering with drainage tubes in his neck. It is not clear where the, whether the attacking animal had rabies. According to Rob Halpin, the director of communications at the MSPCA, attacks by fisher cats are very rare, but can happen. Unfortunately, we keep creeping and advancing into natural spaces, leaving so little space for wildlife to find food, nest, protect their young, etc., said, uh, Halpin said. Hope the pup is okay, and I hope it doesn't prompt a deluge of people wanting to kill the fisher cats. Now, I didn't know what a fisher cat was. I actually had to look it up. It looks like a badger. It is a nasty-looking thing. Uh, probably not the best name for it. You know, you would think a cat versus a dog, an adorable that's little what I, golden that's doodle. That's what I was thinking. Look it up, Tone. It's, uh, it's kind of a scary thing. Now, yeah, we don't have those chicken. here. We have had bobcat sightings recently, which uh, is a little scary on its own. We're used to coyotes roaming the area, but uh, Ooh, bobcats... Things got some teeth. Right? Yeah, looks like a full-on badger. It really does. I'm gonna... I don't know if you guys are watching. There you go. Ooh. Just look at the screen. That's a fisher cat. Well, luckily, Lucky was uh, lucky enough <laughs> yeah. to survive the fisher cat its attack. Teeth out, it's not so bad, but yeah, I wouldn't know what that thing is if I saw one. I, I wouldn't either, but uh, you know what? You learn something new every day. It's the reason I did this story. Just be on the lookout for fisher cats, especially if you're over on the East Coast, namely the uh, Massachusetts area. They're pretty area. huge, too. Look at that. Oh, my God. Look at that guy. Hold on. Those things are scary big. That thing's massive. I would have wanted It didn't look, look that big in that picture. But nope. There you go. <laughs> well, let's move on with Animal Tales. <laughs> A mysterious cancer that's been wiping out sea lions for years is likely caused by toxic, chemical, <laughs> toxic chemicals and herpes. Oh, yeah. Scientists for two decades have studied one type of aggressive cancer that has killed almost 25% of the sea lions brought to the Marine Mammal Center in Sausalito. The disease is believed to be among the highest prevalence of a single type of cancer in any mammal, including humans, the outlet reported. When researchers first detected the cancer, sea lions were being exposed in the ocean to barrels of industrial trash, radioactive materials, oil refinery waste, rotting meats, and acid sludges. Wow, the paper reported. Sea lions, they're coming up on the beach using the same waters that we swim and surf in, eating a lot of the same seafood we eat, said Francis Gulland, a University of California Davis researcher serving on the U.S. Marine Mammal Commission. Their predisposition... Uh, 
predisposed to cancer by these high levels of legacy compounds that are still in the environment, and we are also exposed to these chemicals. Gullen and other researchers studied the cancer in 394 sea lions, ruling out inbreeding and other possible causes. Inbreeding! Oh! <laughs> the team we'll found a previously you. unknown herpes virus, <laughs> which was linked to the cancer, the report said. Uh, unfortunately, you know, sea lions are dying from cancer. Um, how they're getting the herpes obviously does not mention, but uh, we, we've... Got a couple ideas on how that might be happening. Sickos. <laughs> and then finally in Animal Tales. <laughs> this one is just for you, Tone. An Adelaide Hills woman has had the fright of her life after she found a red-bellied black snake curled up in her pajama drawer on Wednesday night. Cheryl Gilchrist was getting ready for bed when she reached into her drawer and nearly pulled the snake out instead of pajamas. I thought something's not right here. It felt really weird. It felt like a lizard or maybe a thick rubber hose. Then I put two and two together and thought, oh my God, it's a snake. I quickly stepped back and it moved just slightly. The Meadows woman said she has never seen any snakes near her house before. This is my first encounter and hopefully my last, Miss Gilchrist said. Snake catcher Tom Dunning retrieved the snake, which measured just over a meter long three feet for those of us here in the States. The snake had slithered up three levels of drawers like a ladder. Mr. Dunning said it was probably looking for somewhere to bunker down for the night. Meadows is close to the area burnt in the Cherry Gardens bushfire on Sunday and Monday. Mr. Dunning said there said, <coughs> excuse me, Mr. Dunning said there was a good possibility the snake had been affected by the bushfire boy words are hard today obviously bushy, bushy. with the cuddly creek fires last year we had a lot of call outs in and around the surrounding areas with animals flushed out of their natural habitat we're seeing the same effect this year with the cherry gardens fire so obviously with close proximity to that it could have caused this animal to find somewhere to bunker down safely now it doesn't say if this red-bellied uh, snake was poisonous at all but i'm sure it scared the crap out of her i know what it was scared the crap out of you tone right nope don't like snakes man they give me the heebie-jeebies i don't know why well <laughs> i do know why i wish it didn't but uh, i see a snake and i'm gone man you and indiana jones you know it's, yep uh... don't do it <laughs> the one thing you guys have in common but folks yep. that doesn't like that jones that doesn't hold for- on lady we go for wide feels like fortune cookie all right i can't do it you can do it anyway that does it for animal tales folks when we come back we've got a segment called tragic movie star deaths you won't want to miss it don't go anywhere we will be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Tuesday, February 2nd. But don't fret, there's still plenty ahead, including the interactive portion of the show on the cheap. What products should you not on buy? On the cheap. Cheap. Always oh, get yeah. the name brand. 
But uh, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk a little bit, uh, you know, Tony reported in the entertainment news, the tragic passing of Dustin Diamond, who played Screech on Saved by the Bell. And as we mentioned, you know, in his later years, he wasn't the greatest known celebrity, but at the same time, a tragic death like that to cancer is always sad for anybody. I wanted to go through some other movie stars and TV stars uh, who really sort of died tragically and uh, sort of relived their legacies and uh, you know what they could have brought and what they did bring to the world. So uh, let's go ahead and kick things off with River Phoenix. Fatality. In the 1980s, River Phoenix was a rare combination. A teen heartthrob and a deeply trained actor who was expected to become one of the greatest actors of his generation. He made his mark in Stand By Me, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Running on Empty, for which the then 18-year-old earned a Best Supporting Actor nomination at the Academy Awards. Sadly, while Phoenix espoused a clean living lifestyle publicly, he privately struggled with drugs. On October 30th, 1993, Phoenix went with his girlfriend Samantha Mathis and siblings Joaquin and Rain to the Hollywood club The Viper Room. While there, Phoenix took drugs and soon collapsed outside. He died later that night at just 23. A toxicology report would find cocaine and morphine in his blood. While Phoenix's tragic death meant he would never go on to become a leading actor of his generation, his brother Joaquin would. In 2020, Joaquin, while accepting the Best Actor Academy Award for Joker, paid tribute to his older brother by quoting one of his lyrics. Later in the year, he and his partner Rooney Mara named their first child River which is a great way to honor your brother, especially somebody who struggled with drugs and alcohol like River did and uh, really carry on that legacy. Uh, It's funny, Tony, we just went back and watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and uh, River Phoenix, you know, for the first 15 minutes of that movie was the star and did an awesome young Indiana Jones, almost worth uh, sort of rebooting a young version of Indy as opposed to trying to carry on, uh, you know, the older side. Yeah, I think that would probably be the best way if you are going to reboot it is just completely either hand the mantle over to Chris Pratt, but don't make Chris Pratt actually Indiana Jones or his son or anything, but uh, maybe hand the legacy. But I really like where you're going with that. I think if you do it younger, it gives that person a whole new identity. It's it's kind of like what they did with Solo. Like, we didn't like it. But then when you actually watch the movie, it was actually pretty fun. I enjoyed that movie. It got a lot of crap, but uh, you know what? I liked it. I don't it. care. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it, too. Let's move on with tragic movie star deaths. Fatality. Here's another recent one. Chadwick Boseman became a movie star mm-hmm. with his moving performances as Jackie Robinson in the hit film 42 and soon went on to play another legend, singer James Brown in Get On Up. Bozeman's career really took off in 2016, though, when he first appeared as the Black Panther in Captain America Civil War. Wakanda forever. Over the next five years, he riveted audiences in films like Marshall, where he portrayed Thurgood Marshall, Marshall <clears throat> excuse me, 21 Bridges, The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and of course, the blockbuster Black Panther. Tragically, the start of that amazing run of success coincided with Bozeman being diagnosed with colon cancer. 
Bozeman kept his diagnosis private while filming all of these incredible performances, and the world was shocked when it was announced that he died on August 28th, 2020, not even six months ago. So it's still yeah. a, a fresh one in our minds. Yeah, and like we covered in entertainment news, if you guys missed that this morning, they're going to do the TV series um, that hopefully will lead into Black Panther 2 and give more backstory to the other characters because um, they'll have to move away from that. Exactly. So, so they're going to recast him. Called Kingdom of Wakanda? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, let's move on. Tragic movie star deaths. Fatality. Chances are that if you were around in the 90s and watched Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live or in his films, you absolutely loved him. He was a comedic force, a whirlwind of endless energy, hollering and doing pratfalls on stage as Matt Foley, the inspirational speaker who lived in a van down by the river, but also an actor able to convey endearing vulnerability, most notably in his hit film Tommy Boy. Frequent co-star Adam Sandler called him the funniest man I ever knew. Sadly, behind the laughs, Farley struggled with drug and alcohol dependency and went to rehab a number of times. Fans, nevertheless, were shocked to learn on December 18, 1997, that his brother John found him dead in his apartment from an overdose of cocaine and morphine. He was just 33. Boy, it seems like a morphine has a lot to do with uh, a lot of these drug-related deaths, which makes you wonder how they even get their hands on it. Oh, yeah. Well, you think celebrities, that kind of money, you probably get your hands on a lot of stuff that, you know, your everyday, you and I could, couldn't get. But uh, it's sad, yeah. you know, because he was funny. He was over the top, too. He was like that physical comedy. Exactly. Tommy and- went wingy. But he was <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's too bad that his last film was that Matt Perry. Uh, it was like them heading out west. God, I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, it yeah. Part. It was weird because didn't John Candy do like his last movie was a weird west kind of movie as well. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of similarities between the two of them. Yeah. All it's right. Sad. Let's move on with unfortunately sad tragic movie star deaths. Fatality. This one rocked the music world after spending her teenage years establishing herself as a major recording artist, most notably with the albums Age Ain't Nothing But a Number and One in a Million, both of which sold over 3 million copies. Aaliyah began her 20s by launching her career as an actor. Her first film, Romeo Must Die, opposite Jet Li, was a hit, grossing more than twice its budget domestically. And critics singled out Aaliyah as the best part of the film. Her next... The Queen of the Dam saw her receive top billing. On August 25th, 2001, after completing the filming of a music video in the Bahamas, she boarded a private plane with eight others headed to Florida. Shortly after takeoff, the plane crashed, killing everyone aboard. An investigation later, later determined the plane carried more weight than was safe, and it found traces of cocaine in the pilot's body. Aaliyah, who had already become a star of music and the screen in her short life, was just 22. Um, and I have to admit... Uh, Sad. She was the best part of Queen of the Damned. You know, not a great movie, but she did a, a stellar performance in that. She really did in that movie. It was good. Had a good soundtrack, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, then that was creepy. You hear about her now. It's like yeah, R. Kelly was dating her when he was super old. And she was probably super young, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Fatality. Tragic movie star deaths. 
Well, Brandon Lee had big shoes to fill. His father was legendary martial artist and actor Bruce Lee, but he was on his way to doing just that when his life was tragically cut short. Like his father, Lee was an accomplished martial artist and actor and had already appeared in the minor action hit Rapid Fire when he was cast in The Crow, a comic book adaptation about a rock musician brought back, <clears throat> excuse me, brought back from the dead to avenge his and his fiancée's murder. On March 31st, 1993, he filmed the scene where his character was to be shot and killed. Tragically, a series of mistakes by the production team led to the 28-year-old star being shot with the remnants of a real bullet instead of a dummy cartridge. Cameras were rolling when the actor fired the gun, fatally wounding Lee. After some rewrites, Lee's remaining scenes were completed using a stunt double and early CGI effects. The film became a hit upon release, largely thanks to Lee's talent, and made him a posthumous star. Today, like his father, he is remembered as a star gone too soon. Tony, I don't know if you remember hearing this when it happened, the fact that uh, you know there was a real bullet or you know you heard that it was a dummy cartridge, but he held it too close to himself, you know things along those lines. Uh, who knows what the actual story was, but uh, so tragic that a production accident like that uh, took his life. Oh yeah, it's sad. I do remember that happening. That was that was nuts. Yeah, because it's kind of like, well, how in the heck do you have a real bullet there? Like, you know, you're shooting a movie, right? Like. These are props. Like, if you're going to use the fake thing, you know, the things that are just going to project but not do anything, then that's perfect. That's that, that was your job. So I remember there was all kinds of conspiracies and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and you think about the uh, precautions they take on sets to try and ensure the safety of folks, and unfortunately that just wasn't the case here. Well, no. Let's move on. Tragic movie star deaths. Fatality. Anton Yelchin and his family left Russia and came to the United States when he was just six months old. His parents, Jewish pair figure skaters, settled into Los Angeles, where Yelchin soon became a child star in high-profile movies like 2001's Along Came a Spider. He continued acting steadily into adulthood, exuding likable intelligence and empathy. He was most famous, of course, for playing Chekhov in the three most recent Star Trek films. Horrifically, on June 18, 2016, Yelchin left his Jeep Cherokee parked on an incline and went to check his mailbox. The Jeep rolled down the incline, trapping him against a pillar and security gate. He died from blunt traumatic asphyxiation. The model of Jeep Yelchin owned was in the process of being recalled at the time of his death due to a confusing gear selector design that made it easy to confuse neutral with park. His family sued Fiat Chrysler and later reached an out-of-court settlement. Uh, it's sad. Uh, you know, I remember you know, the, the confusion in there. And chances are that's just what happened. He didn't put it in park. He put it in neutral, went to go check his mail, and unfortunately got pinned uh, between, you know, the gate and his car, and, and it took his life. Yeah, that's crazy. Just one freak accident, it's all over. You know, and it goes to show that, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, forgive those around you, you know, be kind to those around you, and uh, really enjoy the time that you have because you never know when when you're going to go when it's going to be your last but uh, really try to make an impact the best you can yeah absolutely those are uh, dang good words man because you just never know like you'd be healthy and you can have something as silly as that happen and 
And that's the way it goes. And, you know, we often don't get somber on the show. We try to keep things silly and wacky. But, you know, every once in a while, you do have to go back and just remind yourself that life's important. Relationships are important. And, uh, you know, what? It's, it's why we do what we do. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour of show. Stick with us for seven minutes. We will be back with our interactive topic, which is on the cheap. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll see you soon. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. radio show it is tuesday february 2nd we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world still joined by my co-host tony sanfilippo tone how you doing in the second hour doing good ready for the fast hour that first hour went pretty quick not as quick as yesterday's but it went pretty quick yeah yesterday you blinked and it was over you know the second hour is usually that way but uh, you know what we will see we will see. Yeah. But, folks, uh, it is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we invite you guys to, uh, well, interact with whatever the topic of the day is. Now, we do give you that topic 24 hours in advance, so you can always call in on the Phoenix line with your story, suggestion, tip, whatever it may be, at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Just a little tip. <laughs> or you can chime in now on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. All you have to do is click on the live video comment in there today's topic is on the cheap what should you not buy on the cheap you're better off opting for the name brand because if you do go cheap well you're gonna pay for it one way or another now tony in thinking about this is there anything that comes to mind that uh, you have to buy the name brand of because the cheap version is just well cheap yeah um i off the top of my head name brand wise um i I, I hate to say it, but I'm a big fan of uh, Tillamook cheese. So buying, you know, great value or anything that's not Tillamook, it's just not as good to me. Yeah, and, and that even includes, and I'm not crapping on it because Kirkland Signature is is a great brand. It's a it's fantastic. It's a Costco's own. It's very good, but the cheese just doesn't do it for me, man. It's it's not it's not it's not up to my cheese standards i guess which is kind of lame so it's not tillamook i mean it's yeah, i mean that's the t- top tier of mass produced cheese i guess yeah i for- definitely a splurge on cheese for some reason it's always tillamook always <laughs> well you don't want it tasting plasticky or, or uh you know like craft singles for instance <laughs> you know are just awful friday said the little aka lacy she said yep and thanks to you, we're addicted to it as well now. <laughs> it's just a good cheese. 
I I've, I love my ex-wife used to get pissed because I would buy the Tillamook. It's, it's not it's cheap. Expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, uh, a, it's a little pricier. She's like, just buy the buy the generic, and I'm like, I don't want to. You know. <laughs> now, one thing I dislike about at least the way uh, Costco sells the Tillamook cheese is you get either the bricks of cheese in the mild, mm-hmm. the sharp, or the white extra sharp. And then they've got the slices that are just in mild. They don't offer slices yeah. in sharp, which doesn't make any sense. No. They, some locations do, but none in Nevada, none in Colorado. But in Washington, they do. Or Oregon, you get closer to where uh, Tillamook is out of. they got a lot more there. I'm not driving up there for that. So No, no, no one is <laughs> unless you live up there, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, but I'm with you on that. And it's... Uh, you can get them in your local grocery store, but you can't find them shredded. So sometimes in a pinch, I'll buy, I'll buy a different brand shred, and it's just not as good. You regret it. Well, what it's better ca- to just buy the small block and just shred it yourself. And that was a bad hand. I was here. just gonna say, <laughs> pretending oh, here's the cheese shredder. It's shred the cheese. The way I did the single hand thing was not, uh, not what I meant it to be. Tony, to be cheese grading. Tony, do you shred the cheese often? <laughs> well folks what what got me thinking about this is uh q-tips actually so uh you know you always go for the name brand q-tips if you go for the cheap ones let's face it everybody uses q-tips to clean out their ears they say you're not supposed to but everybody does it and the fact is that when you buy the cheap ones and you stick them in they start bending and breaking and and they mm-hmm. get all weird and wonky you need a nice sturdy q-tip to be able to uh well not to gross everybody out but to uh dig that stuff out if you need to so <laughs> um but it's those sorts of things that we're looking for we want to hear from you guys on you know what products should you always get the name brand what should you never buy cheap because let's face it when you buy it cheap it's not going to last or you have to buy well, twice as much. Um, so, you know, that's that's really the concern when it comes to little things that you take yeah, for granted. Like I've got Q-tips. more I could, I could say, but I'm going to let some people see if they chime in and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, fair enough. Well, folks, we are going to head into the break. When we come back, it is all about you. Head on over to the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the video there and comment now with what you should never buy on the cheap. Folks, we will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. Now we're smack dab in the middle of the interact portion of the show where we invite you guys, the viewers and listeners, to chime in on, uh, well, the topic of the day. Easiest way to do that is head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment into the comment section. Today we're talking about products you should never buy on the cheap. Always opt for the name brand version. Now, uh, Tony, I assume that uh, at least Friday's uh, chimed in. Uh, Do you have anybody else as well? Yeah, so I got her and uh, Mike, um, but uh, we'll go with Lacey first here. Says, um, 
<laughs> don't okay it says do always buy knockoff hot wheels those were always good for burning in the sandbox okay okay i didn't know if you you burn them but uh we did that with our right. gi joes oh. unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah it says don't buy the cheap knockoff malibu it's gross okay yeah that's a good thing yeah if you're gonna buy that kind of liqueur definitely buy that um and that was that was her Friday. She bought generic Malibu and it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Always and then always get the top shelf stuff, you know, not the yeah, not absolutely. the bargain basement uh, alcohol. Oof. Yeah, alcohol definitely. You gotta buy you can't buy super cheap on that. It's it's bad. Right. So. And it'll give you worse hangover as well. Yeah. And uh she also said don't buy cheap knockoff Legos, so Miegos, things, whatever you find at the flea market, probably uh, not what you want to buy. If they're right. not an official Lego brand, right? <laughs> exactly. It's funny you mentioned the flea market because they've got like the knockoff action figures as well. That, uh, yeah. you know, it's like Spider-Man in a Superman card, uh, you know, back or uh, weird stuff. And they always fall yeah, apart within Bateman. five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, they had. It's supposed to be Batman, but like the emblem's upside down. It's called Bateman or something. Um, Mike said, "Don't ever buy cheap cars, cheap computers, or cheap soy sauce. Cheap cars and cheap computers will cost you more in the long run." And anything other than Kikoman soy sauce is just trash. <laughs> well, as far as the cheap cars go, you know that firsthand, Tony. You bought yours oh, from yeah. a microwave manufacturer. The good old Daewoo. Yeah, the good old Daewoo. It was what I thought, young Tony thought that was his one opportunity to own a brand new car, but not should so have much. just bought a used vehicle. Yeah, oof, that thing was rough. Yeah. It's an expensive lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you don't even buy cheap computers. It's kind of, if you're going to buy a, a quick little laptop with no power and stuff, you're better off spending a little extra money. Well, but, uh, even then, I mean, with the name brand, there's people who go and buy the Chromebooks, which are essentially a uh, computer light with uh, very little processing power, very little RAM, and people think that it's going to be a gaming machine, and it's not. You you absolutely get what you pay for. A $125 laptop is not going to run Fortnite for you. Nope. Nope. And it's basically just going to check the internet for you and do a couple of things. You got to spend some money. Exactly. Um, I was thinking uh, another thing you don't ever go on the cheap, not that there's name brand, but concerts. Back in the day, there was these things called concerts you would go to. <laughs> back in my and, uh, day. Back in my day, we used to see musicians live. They would perform on a such stage and blow your mind. Um, but you don't buy bootleg concert shirts. Buy the official shirts inside the venue. Don't buy the knockoff parking lot shirts because... <laughs> While they look good in the moment and the price is always right, you wash them once or twice and they are janky. Oh, yeah. Or you get, uh, you know, you're rocking your Metallica hat shirt, you know, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. My first uh, my first Metallica shirt was a uh, knockoff. And it was from, so the front of the logo was from the Guns N' Roses tour. So it was Slash's skull with the top hat. And then it had the load and reload Metallica font, and they had the Ninja Star kind of off to the side. And then on the back, it was the opening bands, which was Corrosion and Conformity and Corn. And so you had you had this big clown with a club on the back, and it had the Corn logo. And 
the dates were wrong on it. It was it was really piss poor. But for a kid, I was like, it's a Metallica shirt. <laughs> it, was, it was a really bad Metallica right. shirt. Well, you, to be fair, you don't want to pay 40 bucks for an official merchandise shirt as well. So <clears throat> yeah. they, they get kind of expensive. But folks, we do have... Uh, boy... I'm really struggling with stepping on myself today. We still have time. So if you want to chime in with products you should never buy on the cheap, well, head over to Phoenix Media. Uh, No, head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Boy, it's going to be one of these days that I'm just going to be struggling through. But for instance, things that you should never buy on the cheap, bargain brand paint. Uh, found this one out for sure a couple years ago. Congratulations, you just bought the cheapest paint in the store. Now you're going to use almost twice as much of it to cover a wall. Bargain generic brand paint with a great price is almost always thinner and, as the DIY Network points out, while costlier paints use titanium that gives most coverage with one coat, cheaper paints use clay, which gives you brush marks, roller marks, and blank spots. Spend a little more and do it in one coat. Find out how even little home improvement projects can make a big impact, uh, apparently by clicking that link, because uh, today I'm Ron Burgundy and reading exactly what's on the teleprompter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that can be a dangerous thing, I promise you. Uh, Something else you should never buy on the cheap, a lawyer. A lawyer has your business, assets, families, future, and sometimes freedom in their hands. Amy Reese Anderson uh, notes in Forbes, a cheap lawyer may get the job done or leave you regretting the choice to be cheap forever. And I actually found this one out in my divorce. Hired a lawyer who had one foot out the door and trying to get him to do anything was like pulling teeth and uh, didn't work out so well for me. No, yeah, I remember you had that guy and he was terrible. Oh, buddy. Yeah, he was bad. so bad. And he was getting ready to retire. I was his last case or whatever it was. And he literally had one foot out the door. You try to call him, get a hold of him, try and figure out what's going on. Nope. No luck. Oof, yeah. That's a good call. Don't go cheap on lawyers. Yep. Definitely not. Along those same lines, never go cheap on paper products like toilet paper. Generic yeah. paper brands will cost less and can be bought in bulk, but are generally less absorbent and contain fewer fibers. As Huffington Post reported, this means using more paper towels or toilet paper to do the same job as a better brand. The only exception I would say is buy the Kirkland Signature in bulk. It's great toilet paper. It's two-ply. It does what, it's, what it needs to, but never buy the cheap dollar store stuff or... No. What we ran into is uh, during the beginning of all the lockdowns, uh, Jessie was still traveling and she would bring home toilet paper from the different hotels that she visited because we knew toilet paper was a little bit of a commodity. Well, we often got those single ply pieces of toilet paper, which uh, you're you're gambling. It's a little bit of a uh, Russian roulette anytime you use one of those. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it's sandpaper, too. They're not. We were having people during that time frame stealing, uh, like literally taking the big rolls out of the bathrooms at work. Oh, no and that stuff is sandpaper. It is not good. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, they should really use their own Kirkland signature brand in their public restrooms. Yeah. They but probably don't do their costs. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something else you should never buy on the cheap, flimsy garbage bags. Ever have a cheap garbage bag just fall apart while holding a week's yep. worth of trash? I know I have. If so, you likely started spending a little more on commercial bags or stretchy household versions. The rule of thumb dictates that if it's worth more to not have to clean up garbage to save a few cents per bag, go with the stronger option. 
And again, Costco's a great, a great place to get uh, the Kirkland Signature ones that have that flex to them uh, for the kitchen bags, and uh, they hold up pretty well. Nobody wants to be there picking up uh, oh, just nasty stuff that's fallen out the bottom. Yeah, and uh, Friday chimed in too. She said, uh, shouldn't buy cheap sheets. The higher the thread count, the softer the sheet. That's a good point. And actually, that uh, leads us into our next one. You know, they say uh, sleep is probably the most important thing you can do in your day. Well, don't buy low-cost mattresses. You spend a quarter to a third of the year sleeping and could do it on a $6 to $1,000 mattress that could last 10 years or more or on one costing little more than $100. As an everyday mattress, that uh, likely isn't going to pass muster. Do your sleep and overall health a favor and save the cheap mattress for the guest room. <laughs> so that yeah. way, Tony, when you come over, you can sleep on the crappy one. Yeah, it sounds good. Actually, it's you're just pretty comfortable. Like I, I sleep fine on it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that I, it's just it's just like I gotta get my cliffhanger bag on and like shoot it up the mountain and climb up to get up there. It is quite tall. Wee. We were thinking about getting a trampoline so you can get a running yeah. start, jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something you should never do on the cheap. Get a tattoo. Professional licensed tattoo artists are generally a safe bet, but quality can be an issue between price points. You're letting a person put ink under your skin, and any slip in sterilization or attention can result in allergic reactions, skin infections, diseases, and MRI complications. Going extremely cheap with unlicensed home tattooing can only increase the risk. Or you get them misspelling or putting something on your body that you uh, weren't regrets. quite expecting. Exactly. You get those regrets. Yeah, you definitely get those. Uh, you get, It's always a gamble if you go get a tattoo. It's either going to turn out really good or it's going to be yikes. <laughs> well, folks, we still have a couple minutes left. So there's always time to chime in on things that you should never buy on the cheap, like low quality shoes, for instance. If you're on your feet for a long time each day buying cheap footwear that's uncomfortable or that you have to keep replacing doesn't make sense. When you have places like uh, Zappos that do free returns or L.L. Bean and Keen with generous product guarantees, the additional cost of their shoes offers a bit more comfort and peace of mind than the lesser shoes you were eyeing at the strip mall. Again, the only exception there would be Costco. You know, I've, I've bought uh, everyday shoes. I've bought sneakers, typically about 20 bucks. And yeah, while they don't last as long as the $100 brands, uh, you know, they're still pretty good quality. Yeah. Um, what's good, too, is um, Costco got away from having their own homemade brand, like those court those court classics they were pretty hokey dope. yeah <laughs> but we get we've been carrying like sketchers adidas and a lot more uh name brand ones and they're always better to buy them when they're on the uh markdown like yeah. right now i can get a pair of they look like bowling shoes but they're comfy sketchers and they're 14 bucks <laughs> so if i really need them they're they're pretty cheap it's a great deal for a name brand and then finally with things you should not cheap out on this is probably the biggest condoms Yes, those condoms in the club bathroom with the wacky names and textured features. Yeah, those aren't going to do much to protect you. As the FDA has pointed out, cheap novelty condoms are designed only for stimulation, not pregnancy or disease prevention. Even expensive condoms may not be right for the job, though, so always read the labeling. Make sure condoms are made of latex or polyurethane. 
and state specifically that they are designed to help in ways that matter. <laughs> so, folks, uh, we are headed into our break. When we come back, uh, we've got a segment called Brotherly and Sisterly Love. Go get those quality condoms. Come on back in about three minutes. We'll see you guys soon. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in and interactive portion of the day. Tomorrow's topic is unnecessary sequels. This is something we touched on last week. Basically, sequels made to movies that really didn't need to happen or were so terrible that uh, they almost make you dislike the original. Well, we want to hear about it. Give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled Brotherly and Sisterly Love, we're going to be talking about siblings. And sometimes siblings can be best friends. Sometimes they can be biggest enemies. But uh, nonetheless, there's always a a dynamic between siblings that can be, well, quite hilarious. Now, Tony, uh, you and your sister, obviously, you know, you guys grew up together. What's the age difference between you guys? Uh, Four years. Four years. Okay. So still close enough that you guys could do things together. Is there any... Or maybe she's three years. Sorry. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? Are there any hilarious moments with your sister that come to mind? Oh, yeah, lots. Like, we get together, we get silly, we laugh a lot. Um, She's... It's kind of immature, but uh, a lot of (laughs) little things that it's, it's gross, but it's funny, is, you know... Like, she's the one person I can just rip ass in front of. Like, and it just it's funny. Like, she laughs and I laugh because farts are funny. And then she'll do that. Or sometimes, like, Snapchats are just like, she'll be staring and it's a fart. And I do the same to her and it's like reverbed farts. You know, so are you sending with the echoes? Well, I know you like uh, embarrassing her in public as well. So uh, especially yeah, if you're catching yeah, it on I camera. Do. Yeah, she's she's not one that's uh, really big with uh, attention around her. So, but I do what I can to make her laugh, and it ain't hard. And it's usually, if anything, that's <laughs> seems to work really well. I don't know why it just yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, and embarrassing her is quite quite fun as well. That's always good. Um, my little brother and I, Alex, were two years apart. We grew up uh, very close. We moved around a lot. Had to be, you know, good friends. But uh, there was one time that we got into a fist fight at school. I think I mentioned it previously on the show. Uh, I had gotten this brand new Nintendo game called Battletoads. Was so excited to, to take it to my friend's house to play. 
Well, unfortunately, Alex didn't like that and uh, started attacking me, and we got dragged into the principal's office for a fist fight between brothers in elementary school. So that's always fun. But over battle toads, over man. battle toads. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and run down some other funny sibling uh, exchanges. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. <laughs> so this from Twitter user Becca says, just overheard my 54-year-old dad tell my 58-year-old aunt, don't tell mom. So apparently that's a lifelong thing. <laughs> apparently uh, <laughs> siblings, no matter what age, want to keep that from their parents. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Let's move on with uh, brotherly and sisterly love. Hold on to your butts. This from Twitter user WTF Kev says, sibling relationships are weird. I can give you my kidney, but I'm not going to get you a glass of water. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, you, you pick and choose how you want to help your uh, sibling out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You have your choice of how you want to do it. So, <laughs> Tony, when you uh, were driving in the car with your sister, did you guys ever do a slug bug or did you ever get in, uh, you know, uh, little hitting matches just because you were in a close space no we wouldn't hit each other but we did do slug bug okay all right were you a full-on slug bug or was it just a just a just uh, a tap just a tap yeah just tap it in yeah some people like to hit though holy crap oh yeah they do i dated a girl once that was like slug bug i'm like gee ow <laughs> Everybody knew. Well, this run from Twitter user I'm low key nerdy says growing up low with key. <laughs> growing up with siblings. Come here. Why? Just come here. No, you're gonna hit me. Well, yeah, you know that that sort of stuff happens between siblings, especially if you guys are in close proximity to one another. Uh, we always had this thing that we were afraid of in the car that uh, if we were starting to get into it, my dad would reach back and look for the nearest knee he could squeeze and uh, obviously scare the crap out of us. And we called it the claw. Obviously, uh, wasn't taken from Liar Liar, but similar in respect. The claw! <laughs> Let's move on with brotherly and sisterly love. Hold on to your butts. This one, what it's like having a sister, text exchange, first person, then don't take my stuff anymore. To which the person replies, I tried asking, but you were uh, rude. So the original person uh, replies back, don't wear them. You have your own. Do you want to go to the movies tonight? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can be at each other's throat and then make up two seconds later. Uh, hopefully they didn't wear what they stole from them to the movies later on. Right. That was kind of a thing. I, I didn't have that problem, but, uh, you know, you had, I had some friends where like their sisters, um, cause they were girls. It's like their sisters would steal their clothes and they'd have those issues and things like that. <laughs> Luckily I didn't have to worry about that with my brother. Uh, Tony, did you ever share a room with your sister? Mm, no, we were always lucky enough to have our own. No, that's good. Um, there were times when we moved around. Yeah, we had to share a little bit. And it was always uh, tough sharing with your brother or sister, especially when you needed to get something done. In this case, with brotherly and sisterly love. Hold on to your butts. From Twitter user Asif Ula says, uh, sibling breathes. Me, get the F out of my room if you're going to make so much noise. You know, it's those little things that would just bug the crap out of you or if they would, you know, be tapping something or click something, whatever it was. If they were doing it, it bugged you. 
Oh yeah. It's it's nonstop uh just the annoyance. Like we would have to like we had the Nintendo in uh my room. So a lot of the time she would come in and like if I didn't want her in my room, she'd be there to play Nintendo and and then it would be a big argument, like, it's my turn. No, go away, you know. <laughs> but that's where the Nintendo was, so you, you that was the small price that to pay to have it in your room so right i had to share when it came to that now when you and your sister fought did you ever have a go-to on how to end the fight or did it just sort of naturally run its course um it usually like with her and me sometimes it would turn into like wrestling match you know then you get all kind of mad you know (laughs) or or it would it would always usually end up with her crying and i getting in trouble that's that's how that usually works yeah unfortunately the older sibling usually got in trouble when that happened well this Mm -hmm. from twitter user henna medic says sibling fights don't end in apology y'all just walk around the house and don't talk to each other for a couple hours and then one of you will pop your head in the other's room and ask if they want food yeah, usually it's a little peace offering that, uh, you know, makes the, the bad blood go away. Hey, big dog. Are you good? <laughs> yeah? No? All right. Uh, now, you guys didn't share rooms, but did you ever have to share a bathroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to share the same bathroom. That was frustrating. Like, if you're like, hey, hurry up in there, you know, I got to I gotta pee or whatever. <laughs> and they're taking their sweet um, time. Yeah. And sharing that was tough when uh, she lived with us um, at our first house. Um, We only had the one shower, one bath. So when you had to get ready for work, man, you're like, hey. (laughs) Hurry it up. (laughs) Hurry. I got to get ready. So, Well, this one in brotherly and sisterly love. Hold on to your butts. From Twitter user Mimon 5 says, Having a bathroom switch outside a bathroom and a sibling is a bad combination. Uh, why would you have a light switch outside of the bathroom? That's just begging for somebody to come by and turn it off on you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, this one, something you always would do with siblings. Twitter user Sadiq Balwari says, trying to figure out which drink has less in it so you can give it to your sibling. And that was always the case when you had to split a cookie or you had to pour drinks. You would always sort of compare them and make sure you always got the bigger one because, well, let's face it, you were the one who was actually getting it for them. Right. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move on with brotherly and sisterly love. Hold on to your butts. Brotherly love, sisterly love. (laughs) Uh, When they take it out of context... uh, this one, a picture of a bunch of grapes that all have a bite taken out of them. It says, I told my brother he can eat half of my grapes. She took it a little too literal and eat, ate literally half of each grape, not half of the overall batch. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we fin- used to have a, they used to, when my sister lived with us too, I was big on eggnog at the time. And I would, I would get to it when I would get to it, but it was always empty when I went to go get it. Oh. That's frustrating. And it's just like, ah! Like, I mean, I couldn't imagine drinking eggnog now, but back in the day, I liked it. Right. And then finally, in brotherly and sisterly love. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! Picture of a rooster taking off like a bat out of hell, going through their stuff and hearing them come up the stairs. Yeah, you never wanted to find or have them find you in their room because that 
usually ended bad and uh, came running to mom or dad. But folks, that does it for brotherly and sisterly love. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. Well, we reached the final segment of the show, but not before we bring you a little... Uh, this day in history. Now, if you did miss a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? That would be a... No, God! <laughs> wow, congratulations! Okay. <laughs> While you're there, That's be sure... the random one today for you. Be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? <laughs> Sharing is caring. It is. And uh, as we like to do at the end of each show, drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh as well. It is time for This Day in History. Traversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking off this day in history, this day in 1349. Well, by this date, at least 200 people a day were being buried in London as a result of the Black Death. Fatality. Go! Also known as the Bubonic Plague, which uh, actually has resurfaced uh, locally recently. Obviously, it's not quite the death sentence it was back in 1349, but still nothing you would want to uh, end up with, for sure. No, wow. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Black death! Let's move on. This day in 1709, British sailor Alexander Selkirk is rescued by William Dampier. After being marooned on a de- desert island for five years, his story inspires Robinson Crusoe. Interesting. I wonder if he was also the inspiration for Castaway with Tom Hanks. He could have been. I'm William Dampier. I'm exploring pirate debonair. <laughs> Check oh. out my 1980s rockin' hair clock. Could you imagine <coughs> being stuck on a desert island for five years? No. I, how do you live? Like, how do you survive? Yeah, apparently he made it, so made we would it. have to ask Yikes. him. Yeah. Mo- moving on, William, this. William, how do you do? This day in 1861, the Organized Incorporated Territory of Nevada is created, lasting until October 31st, 1864, when we celebrate Nevada Day here, which coincidentally, uh, well, coincides with uh, Halloween, makes things a little confusing uh, on the 31st of each October. Yeah, this is true, but. <laughs> Nevada is a state. (laughs) And it's where I call home. Moving on this day in 1901, Queen Victoria's funeral takes place in St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, England. And uh, if you're able to see the picture, it looked like quite the processional. Um, 1901. Now, I don't know if the 
not our, but the current queen she took over then? No, it would have had to have been a couple monarchs in that period of time. Otherwise, she'd be 122 at this point. So, yeah, disregard. It's crazy. I love seeing the old photos, though. They're neat. It is really cool, especially to see where the world was at right at the turn of that century, especially considering we know, uh, you know what happened in 2000 at the turn of our century. Right. All right, let's I'm move on. on. Oh, Tony, I know you're going to love this picture. This day in 1922, James Joyce's Ulysses, published in Paris, 1,000 copies. This guy looks like a... Uh, uh, like a barbershop quartet guy. He, he looks like uh, he looks like Harry Harry from uh, Night Court with a mustache. He totally Just, does. <laughs> That's awesome. But has, he totally does. Woo. Has one of those flat build straw hats that uh, you know you would expect out of a barbershop quartet. But it was 1922, so. Uh, yeah, that's that was all the rage. Check out my new then. era hat right here. I'm James Joyce, and right here, this is my new era hat. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. This day in 1940, Saint. Uh, ooh, let's try that again. Frank Sinatra's <laughs> singing debut in Indianapolis uh, with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. Yeah, it's strange to think you know Frank Sinatra wasn't always the headliner. He had to start somewhere and uh, started right. with Tommy Dorsey. Oh, crazy. It's always cool to see who they opened up for before they became big. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, such a great voice Frank Sinatra has and, and iconic, even if, you know, you, you didn't grow up in the era of, you know, the, the crooners and the swing sound, uh, you know, something that uh, everybody has heard at least one point in their life. Right. Speaking of icons, this day in 1952, B.B. King's Three O'Clock Blues hits number one on the U.S. Billboard's R&B Hit Parade to become his first national hit. B.B. Uh, King, again, a great musician, great guitarist. Uh, do you recall the name of his guitar? I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I believe it's Lucille. I was going to joke and say Lucille. Uh, quick question. What's the name of Negan's bat in The Walking Dead? Lucille. Okay. All right. I just wanted to... Yeah, Friday confirmed Lucille. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure that parallel was there. Moving on this day in 1954, the Nutcracker Ballet, choreographed by George Balanchine with Maria Tallchief as the... Balanchine! As the Sugar Plum Fairy opens in New York, establishes its popularity in the U.S. Again, probably one of the biggest ballets to ever come out uh well ever music wise this day in 1959 buddy holly's last performance was on this day um doesn't say when the plane crash occurred but i would assume that in the next Mm. couple days we're probably going to see that pop up yeah probably that's uh buddy holly was fantastic for his time but uh such a sad evening when they got in that plane so yeah and i i'm still looking forward to the biopic starring finn wolfhard because uh that's exactly who he looks like right this day in 1959 we talked about this guy a couple times already uh yesterday i believe vince lombardi signs a five-year contract to coach the green bay packers and of course uh his is the name that the super bowl trophy is well named after I'm looking forward to uh, the game on Sunday. But, yeah, Lombardi, just always just tied to it. History, legendary coach. So good. I don't really have much to add to it because I don't have the pictures. Like, now they quit showing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Here's one of your favorites, Tony, this day in 1974. Barbara Streisand's first number one hit, The Way We Were. I know that's on your rotation. Ooh, it is. It's on my playlist. It's great. <laughs> it's, uh... it's your... <laughs> yeah. It's totally the song to that. get you going in the morning, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it gets me pumped. Speaking of other things that get you going in the morning, this day in 1992, the IRS and Willie Nelson settle on a $9 million tax bill, cut down from $16.7 million. Still, that's a huge chunk of change that he had to uh, pay out. Yes. Speaking of paying things out this day in 1993, Frito-Lay pays a court-ordered $2.5 million to Tom Waite for using his song. I don't remember that uh, popping up ever, but uh, I can't even tell you which song it was. Wow. Interesting and thing. What, and Frito-Lay, did they use it in a commercial? My guess is they probably did. Gotcha. Moving on this day in 2003, Jennifer Lopez starts a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with All I Have. Again, not a big Jennifer Lopez fan, at least music-wise. She's a great actress, but I couldn't even tell you what All I Have sounds like what it's about i don't know Couldn't tell you i just know that my love don't cost a thing that's about that's the only one i could think of <laughs> well here's a name that uh, is resurfacing from earlier this day in 2019 american singer r kelly is arrested after turning himself in on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual Ooh. abuse including with three minors what a piece of garbage he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's a scumbag for sure. Yep. And then finally, on this day in history, this day in 2020, just a year ago, Super Bowl, what is it, 54 at Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. to Of course, the MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Hey, everybody. I'm going for uh, my second uh, uh, MVP this Sunday. Uh, be sure to watch me. Uh uh, we're going to run the kingdom. We'll see you there. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. And then You're before welcome. Before we close out the day, let's run down some of today's holidays. This is where we like to feature, well, the holidays of the day. For instance, as Tony mentioned at the top of the show, it is Groundhog Day. Uh, for him in more ways than one, but uh, Puxatani mm -hmm. Phil did see his shadow, which means, well... Six more weeks of winter. Uh, we also have African-American Coaches Day, which is uh, a great thing, especially with Super Bowl coming up. California Kiwi Fruit Day. I love me some kiwi. It is Crepe Day. Ooh, that sounds good, too. Heavenly Hash Day. I don't know what Heavenly Hash is, but uh, based on the picture, it looks pretty good. Not only is it Groundhog Day, it's also Hedgehog Day. So uh, Sonic is out there celebrating somewhere. Yeah, he's got his new anime show. He's good. Exactly. It is Groundhog Job Shadow Day. You see what they did there with the, the wordplay? Mm. <laughs> it is Marmot Day. Apparently, uh, if it is a rodent-type creature, it is their day-to-day. -day. It is Self-Renewal Day. Okay. Don't Ooh. know what that means. It is Sled Dog Day. It is World Ukulele Day. It is World Wetlands Day. And one that I plan on taking part in, World Tater Tot Day. I love me some Ooh, tater tots. That's a good now that's a good day. Yes. Well, folks, that does it for our Tuesday show. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with, well, words are hard as we found out today. Enjoy your Tuesday, folks. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace!